0: Listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadow Hunter Chronicles podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode sixty-two, where we will be discussing chapter three in a clockwork angel, the Institute. I'm Kristen.
1: I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. I like how you Woo-hoo. called it a clockwork angel, like a clockwork orange. You know Did <laughs> I? I was laughing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's been that kind of week.
0: Yeah. It's that kind of life. That's great. Oh, I that I forgot to tell you guys. I guess this can be part of our chit chat. I had to get a COVID test today. Oh, you did? Yeah, not because I'm like have any symptoms or anything. It's for my new job.
2: Okay. So, to go into remotely. the
0: office. I I am, but I have to go in for orientation. So I have to, like, watch, like, sexual harassment videos or something. And they're like, you need to make sure that you don't have COVID before you come in here. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah. It was, it wasn't as bad. I thought it was going to be, like, a brain swab, but it wasn't. He just, like, swabbed the inside of both my nostrils. It was weird because he used the same Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, mm, mm. flip it over or something. Mommy, right? timeline, come on.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs>
0: It was weird. I didn't like it, but it it didn't
2: hurt. That's good. So there's that. That's really. But good. then he was
0: asking me questions while he was swabbing my, and I'm like, can we not do this? Right. That's now? like the
2: dentist. What do you expect me? I can't nod, nor can I speak.
1: What do you want from <laughs> me? I'm just, just gonna me? nod and like go straight blink up my, my eyes. I like doing dental appointments at like eight in the morning, mm-hmm. so I can just go to sleep. Oh, okay. Yep like La- in the chair yeah lay back close your eyes let them do whatever and take a nap oh it's the best n- there's no way with fingers in my mouth absolutely no. No, Oh, dude I, I slept i literally <laughs> fell asleep when i was getting a root canal the okay like, are you in pain is that okay and i'm like huh? i'm taking a mom nap yeah seriously
2: <laughs>
0: i can totally relate to that though because I, I have had a root canal and they give you so much fucking shit and then like okay. the one i went to they they like gave you like noise canceling headphones and stuff oh okay. and it was like all and like you have these like massive shades on because the lights like yeah yep damage your cornea bright <laughs>
2: Well, that's a good idea. I've never I thought could about bringing. There. I should bring earbuds and be like, do you mind if I listen so that they just don't talk to me? That's what I do when I get my um, pedicures. And I feel really bad. But a lot of the time, they're so quiet. I can't hear what they're saying. So I have to ask them to repeat themselves. And you know, they don't want to talk to me anyway. They're just trying to be nice. I'll right. give you a good tip. Just let me sit here and watch a TV show that I can't watch at home.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> I was going to say the good thing about getting a root canal. There's nothing good. Take care of your teeth, kids. But um, there's an assistant working with the dentist, so they just talk to each other. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't don't like anybody talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's awkward. It's weird because you don't know what you're supposed to, like, I don't know what the social convention is here.
2: Yeah. How detailed do I go with my answers? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It gets weird. Like, the
0: nurse today, he he came in to, like, because the doctor was running late, and apparently, like, the nurse can't give you your negative results. Like, the doctor has to come in and give you your negative results.
1: Oh, okay. Like,
0: oh, okay. That's weird. But he was running late, so the nurse, because it was, like, one of those, like, go places, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, they just do, like, urgent care by online appointment kind of a thing. So they weren't busy. And so he came in and he was just talking to me for, like, 15 minutes. And he was very nice. But it was really awkward because he started talking about his ex-wife. And, like, (laughs) it it was, like, a whole thing. And I'm, like, do I have a face that says, speak to me. Tell me your
2: deepest, deepest, darkest secrets. He's, like, yes, the doctor's running late. He, like, locked him in a
1: bathroom. (laughs) 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 I, I know like, Amanda and I have I that say? face. I wouldn't say that you have that face. Yeah. Yeah. We get it a lot. A pair, on maybe with the mask, works. it's just
2: the eyes look Oh, friendly. yeah. You
1: don't get the, the resting <laughs> bitch mouth. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> resting bitch mouth. All right. It. I, I like it. it. <laughs> That's okay. I had one of those days on Friday. And I, I just, uh, work was like super long and things were crazy. And I just didn't want anybody to like noise. Don't talk mm-hmm. to me. Don't have your stupid YouTube video where people are screaming on and everything else. And then I had to do soccer practice and all this other stuff. And I got Audrey in the car and I was just like, Your guys are annoying me. Like my family's annoying me. And she's like, Why? It's like because you're breathing. <laughs> yeah. Like just stop making all noise. <laughs> my sensory issue, <sighs> like I am overwhelmed right now. Yeah,
0: you've reached mom like maximum mom capacity. Yep, you you got to take a
1: break before you can mom anymore. That's great. Yeah, I got to Uh. do that today. It was great. It was fine.
2: Good, good.
1: Refuel the tank. Yep,
2: yep. Exactly. Oh, good stuff. Life, life. (laughs) Yeah, life. Fuck.
0: (laughs) I almost, I almost texted you guys yesterday. Was like, can we skip this week? (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, "There's just so much fucking going on." Yeah, like yeah. Go and us. I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, you guys have like kids who need shit, <laughs> like little kids. My kid's yeah. 13. She doesn't need anything from me. She literally can live her life without me, happily. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And I'm still <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> like, I have to remind her to do her chores and her homework. I have to wake up early and make sure she gets to her Zoom class. It's so hard being me. Like, yep. Hey, everyone's going going to die
2: (laughs) if you weren't doing everything for them. They would literally perish. (laughs) Mike just walks around the house all day now and he goes, ha, ha, ha. That means help. (laughs) Ha ha. He needs help with every damn thing. And now that he knows how to say it. (laughs) Fuck. He's almost. Wait, he is two. He is two. He just turned two.
0: I mean, he's two. He should be able to cook himself eggs. Okay.
2: (laughs) I mean, come on. So needy. (laughs) Clearly not raising a
1: chef over here. He can't reach the (laughs) knife block. How rude. (laughs) William still wants me to go. Mom, I go potty. You come with me? But he just wants me to sit on the stairs and wa- you want me to watch you poop. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe he got part of your jeans.
2: My brother and I used to do that. We'd go together. <laughs> well, you know, you're like at a bar. You're like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. It's a signal to everybody else. It's time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on. I don't want to be alone. I need in the a to to check-in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess he I just, could go, too. He wants a buddy. Fine, <laughs> bathroom great. buddy. Aww. Does he talk to you? Well, no. he's going to the bathroom?
1: No, no he, he ignores just ignores me. you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally just sit on the steps, and he looks up. Like, the today, he was sitting on the steps, and then um, Omar needed my help in the kitchen. So I got up. He's like, hey, where'd you go? Mommy? <laughs> Which I didn't have our own shit leave. to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Love it. Oh, my God. Oh, man.
0: Oh, that's good times, man. Yep. All right. So what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on
1: Downworlder Dish. Tessa's taste of freedom is short-lived, and we begin with her being tied to her bed. All the while, the Dark Sisters are talking about her like she isn't even there, which is rude as fuck, by the way. <laughs> Once <laughs> they eventually leave, we get a reader treat. Tessa uses her critical thinking skills. Oh, my God. Finally. <laughs> to turn herself into her most recent changed persona to make herself small enough to slip out of her restraints. Mm. Moments later. <laughs> yes. Slow clap. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> yeah. Moments later, her door is flung open by her shadow hunter heartthrob, Will Herondale, who makes quick introductions and then whisks Tessa away to find an exit. They tumble down the hallways and corridors, making their way through the seven levels of the moldy wall forest, through the sea of swirly-twirly gunk drops, and then they walked through the office tunnel right into a human slaughterhouse. Good times. Oh my god. The Dark Sisters Delicious. meet up with their escapees and reveal their true warlock selves. Soon the Shadow Hunter cavalry arrives, i.e. Jim and Henry, and they help Will successfully slay Mrs. Black. Her sister freaks the fuck out and starts shooting lightning bolts like an avenging Zeus, one of which blasts Tessa in the shoulder and puts her nighty-night. Oh, that was
2: beautiful. You channeled your inner elf. That was just amazing.
1: I bowed to you.
0: So, chapter kicks off with a dream sequence. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Like the (laughs) song. Yeah. I don't know how to make that noise but i know what you're talking about warbling yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) i was like i could edit a sound effect in here but like i know i'm not going to right right (laughs) (laughs) so i'll make it with my mouth (laughs) so tess is back in the dark house tied to that brass bed and not in the josh grayson way you guys don't get that reference (laughs) Nope. he was on like American Idol in like the oh, early I know, 2000s, Jason, but wait, he, he sings that quite... Brass Bed song. Oh, yeah. And it's like a really sexy song. I is love it? that song. Okay, anyway, okay.
2: maybe I haven't heard yep. it anyway.
0: He's like, why don't you come back to bed is basically what the song is. Okay. And I'm like, OK,
2: <laughs> I could use more sleep. Is that what he wants to do? <laughs> mm, a nap sounds great. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we walked into our bedroom the other night, Andy and I did, and I was like, oh, I missed you. And he looks at me and smiled, and he realized I was talking about our bed. <laughs> <laughs> he got super offended. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: I can just imagine his face, like it dawning on his
2: face, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He was like, "Oh!" and he realized I wasn't even looking. No, it was, it was the bed, I, and it went like curled up. It was great. We cuddled the bed and I. Okay,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, this excerpt from from the book this this little quote. The sisters leaned over her, clacking pairs of long knitting needles and laughing in shrill, high pitched voices. Uh, knitting needles have never been more terrifying. That's not <laughs> something that I want to dream about yeah I mean they're a little scary on their own so adding
2: that no thanks
0: just like some creepy old ladies like hovering over you while you're tied to a bed and they're
2: like hey (laughs) just like clacking them together like my bones my bones (laughs) I imagine them using them as chopsticks for some reason
1: like (laughs) when you have to like test the tongs by clicking them together
2: yes
0: every time got your nose (laughs) (laughs) no just when you think things can't get any creepier tessa's fitful nightmare turns into a full-blown night terror as the sisters morph into a creature that looks suspiciously like a silent brother (laughs) the creature shifts again and this time to tessa's uh into tessa's aunt harriet she looks just as she did before she died not on Aunt Harriet, because she's dead, so it can't be her. Uh, basically, tells Tessa like, uh, oh, this is awkward, but you know how I told you like I loved you like your whole life." Um, yeah, I lied. So <laughs> I tried. Like, trust me, I tried. But you're you're pretty much incapable of being loved because you're not even a little bit human and love is only for humans as you well know. So not Aunt Harriet is interrupted by another voice and this one is unfamiliar asking what quote-unquote she is if not human. Um, Everyone is something but the voice doesn't seem to get an answer before Tessa wakes. It's a very weird dream like Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of weird stuff. I don't know why her aunt says she doesn't
2: love her. It's awkward. She's but. probably having anxiety about it like we would be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Except I would have never thought that my aunt loved me because I know I'm incapable of being loved.
2: I love you. No, no. <laughs> it's impossible. I'm not right? <laughs>
0: So I can't blame Tessa for being freaked out when she wakes up because Brother Enoch is hovering over her like a fucking psycho. And
1: given the nightmare she
0: just had, like, I get it.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, did, like, I guess never mind. Never mind. He's doing his job. It's fine. Just always creeping in the shadows, man. Yeah. He he didn't have to, like, remove his hood. He doesn't have eyes to see. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe he was itchy. I'm like, he didn't think she was going to wake up. Yeah. He's like, she just woke up at the wrong time. He was <laughs> like, there's a loose thread in my hood, and it's like rubbing on my bald spot. <laughs> the
2: keeps hole. catching in my eyebrow, and I just like, got to get
1: it. <laughs> I had my hair French braided yesterday, and I had flyaways, and they were like driving That's me nuts. R- it's like still on Robin's mind. Was. Just cut them off. <laughs> you just get a razor. You just... Zzzz.
0: Like just right around the (laughs) hairline.
1: That's how my hair got this short. Remember, it was like down to my butt. Mm -hmm, It was mm -hmm. like one o'clock in the morning, and I, I was like, if I have to brush my hair one more time, I'm going to literally die. (laughs) (laughs) It says on her tombstone, she died of brushing hair. Yep. So I, that's I went in and I got the bottom shaved under, and it's like up to my shoulders, and I, yep.
0: hilarious
2: uh. so bro e is tired of his hair
1: or someone else's hair well, right he, he doesn't it, have hair
2: right. so exactly gotta be like so. a
1: stray thread or like somebody else was wearing his hood uh-huh
2: or like i find my hair all over the house so he probably got like one of Tessa's hairs on him yeah because he's all up in her business <laughs> <laughs> yep
0: i like it naturally
2: tessa sees
0: this horrifying figure above her she has no context and she's like nope and tries to flee but immediately gets caught in the covers and falls off the bed which <laughs> is probably the most realistic thing a heroine in a, in a novel has ever done
2: yeah that's <laughs> totally what i would have done
0: you panic your legs get tangled you're gonna fall on your face yep yep so now tess has half off the bed tangled up in linens and offhandedly notices that she's now wearing a nightgown instead of the dress she had on at the dark house and what the fuck what is with the shadow hunters changing unconscious women like why is this a thing
2: no. I don't, don't like
0: understand it. it. Leave them in their fucking clothes. I don't care if they're gonna be uncomfortable. You know what's gonna be uncomfortable? Them waking up and realizing that somebody fucking changed their clothes. That's yeah. weird.
2: It's gotta be hard to change a grown woman.
1: Okay. Well, I'll she's give you out. a to be fair. In this era, people got help getting dressed often. That's true. A lady's okay. maid, it was literally fair enough. her job to help. Yeah. Them get dressed. Fair enough. It's more like less creepy than, say, Clary.
2: Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm sure Sophie probably did it. Yeah. 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 That's fair. But still, it would be scary when you first realize it. Definitely. I'd be like, what the fuck? I don't know (laughs) you. You've taken
0: me to a secondary location. You have changed my clothes. I am locked into this room. There is a creepy guy with no eyes. Like,
1: no. What? I feel like she, her I panic is justified. Episode. Sorry, I'm talking over you. No, go ahead. I watched, cause so my life has been watching reruns of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is like my favorite comfort sitcom. Watched Love it, it so many times. Anyway, there's this episode where um, Hilda and Zelda go away from each other because they need a break. But they end mm-hmm. up getting, like, go to the same resort. Oh, I, I think I've seen that. Room or whatever. But she gets this facial where they literally take her face off. And so it's like hanging up on a line to dry and her eyes are straight up. Like I saw them and I was like, those are silent brother eyes. (laughs) That face right there. Those, that is what it's talking about. The way that they did it. I'm going to have to
2: Google that. That scene. Uh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So creepy. (sighs) Okay. So
0: the room is dark as hell. There's no kerosene lamp, no candelabra, diddly squat for light. And someone is calling out to Tessa in the darkness, but she's not here for it. And she manages to get to the door. Unfortunately, it's locked. So after all this drama, someone turns on the light reveal, which the witch light, I guess, whatever. Yeah. um, Revealing what would be an absolutely charming Victorian bed and breakfast, if not for the literal monster in the corner. (laughs) I like because she spent like a good like a, a decent hefty paragraph like describing what the room looked like and I was like that sounds fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah I was like are is it on Airbnb like, uh-huh I, can I go there I'm really liking it <sighs> sounds great and like the screen and behind the screen is like the bathtub fuck yes fuck yes <laughs> Cause you know it's a clawfoot, you know it. Oh yeah, yeah. We still have one in my grandma's house. Oh, so cool. It's my dream. Like mm-hmm. you know, some people dream about like the super nice car, and they're like, one day I'm gonna have a insert fancy car here minivan. <sighs> <laughs> minivan. minivan with the DVD player in the headrest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine has always been a clawfoot bathtub. That's awesome. Like I want a cast iron fuck it like the it like you got to like put extra support in your floor
2: because that shit is so heavy. Like- OK, <laughs> does it not like when you take a bath, do you not have anxiety that you're going to fall through the floor because water is so heavy in one <laughs> spot in the house?
1: No, but I will now. Fucking thank you, Amanda.
2: <laughs> well, and I have a really big bathtub, so every time I take a bath, I'm like, great, here's all my weight plus all this water. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I can't even relax. (laughs) How is that supported? And mine is not even like my bathtub hangs over the house. So it's not even like there's no second floor below it. You can see where the bathtub is from the backyard. Like it hangs over. No. No. (laughs) Don't like that. (sighs) Anyway, I I would break the claw feet.
1: It's like me when I was pregnant. Like the arch is just broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh this <my> podcast. <laughs> okay. Look, there is a small percentage of the human population who will find this podcast super relatable. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of our anxieties and neurosis. Yeah. <laughs> <They> just <laughs> fall on. <laughs> But I feel oh, like the majority of people shit. are like these bitches are fucking insane. <laughs> They're crazy because, like Robin said, thank you, Amanda, because I will forever. I mean, I live in a single story now, but like if ever I get into a bathtub and it's on the second story or higher, I'm going to be like,
2: I'm dying. I'm going to yep. fall through. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to hold me. Well, and I'm not even that worried about myself dying. I'm worried about how much money it's going to cost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Any different reason yeah I, I think I'm gonna die every day of my life
2: okay like, okay
0: every single day every situation I'm like how could this kill me it probably will Kristen's living final destination every day dude <laughs> that movie fucked me up in a way that like I cannot express like legitimately I'm like every time like I, I like step like you know when you like take a step back but like you don't get your footing right or whatever. And you kind of like start to, I'm like, this is it. It's going to happen. Like, I'm, I'm going to get strangled by a clothesline that I don't
2: have, but it's going to happen. Every time you fall, you're like, I love you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, okay. I got to get it together. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm just it picturing it in my head <laughs> amanda you're not allowed to be this funny <sighs> oh. okay we know brother enoch isn't a monster but tessa has no frame of reference and and shadow hunters don't seem to think about the effect their ghastly archivists may have on unfamiliar strangers Tessa's eyes adjust, and we finally get to meet Charlotte, the head of the London Institute. She's described as child-sized. <laughs> and honestly, the juxtaposition between her stature and her personality is one of my favorite things about Charlotte. But, of course, we'll get into that later when there's more meat to
2: yes. pick off the bone. Okay, bones. but really quickly. Okay, she thinks that she's, like, child-sized, do you think she's, like, my size? Like, height?
0: Obviously, moves not <laughs> as fast. Probably,
1: <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, she looks like a child," and I'm like, "Bitch, I'm 35." <laughs> I don't know. My grandma, my great grandma, and her sister—they were all like four nine, four eight. Okay, yeah. okay. So maybe crazy. I just
0: like, she's very short.
1: <laughs> I clearly crazy. remember in my brain Charlotte having red hair. She does not.
0: No, she has brown hair.
1: Really I always
0: thought of her with lighter eyes, too.
1: It I forgot that really she had brown messed eyes. messed with me when I was reading that. We, so you thought the
2: gingers were together? Yes. Like, they found each other?
1: Uh-huh. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so they could have a line uh-huh. of ginger babies.
2: Yeah. It's great.
0: I love a ginger boy. Um. Anyway. Um... So, Charlotte tries to introduce Brother Enoch, but Tessa ain't having it. She's like, uh, I'm not stupid. Don't try to tell me there aren't monsters because I know they're real. I've seen them, and this motherfucker is definitely a monster.
2: <laughs> so mean.
0: It, it's
1: mean because we know he's not, but, like, At she At least the just motherfucker c- probably doesn't have feelings. Like, his feelings aren't hurt. That's fair. No, he's, like, crying. <laughs> One little tear. <laughs> words hurt Tessa (laughs) god
0: but like she has
2: been held up for weeks by like these crazy
1: it's it's interesting like
2: when Clary came to when Jace rescued her and he wasn't there either like you would think the one person she's familiar with would be there right yeah it's weird
1: although in that time he couldn't be alone in her bedroom That's fair.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but he could be there with Charlotte.
1: I know. I'm just saying.
2: Or brother Enoch, right? Well, maybe he doesn't
1: like. Maybe he can't see her in her nightgown. I don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or he's a Or he's a and he's an asshole and doesn't want to be around the chick that he saved after she wakes up.
1: What would you do? I don't fit between my nightstand and my bed, so my legs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh. I was going to say her leg fell asleep. That was my guess. Oh, jeez. So Charlotte's
0: all, yeah. So if there weren't monsters, we shadow hunters would be pretty bored. And um, Tessa latches onto that word shadow hunters. And it's what the Dark Sisters had called Will. And I'm going to read the excerpt because I think it's really great and funny. Um, Will. I was... Will was with me, said Tessa, her voice shaking. In the cellar, Will said she broke off and cringed inwardly. She should not have called Will by his Christian name. It implied an intimacy between them that did not exist. Where is Mr. Harrendale?
2: That's <laughs> so like, crazy.
0: Like, okay, Tessa, babe, we gotta talk. <laughs> You've definitely already called him Will more than once. And you can't go all formal all of a sudden like after doing that it just brings attention to the flub the best thing to do is to own it and keep on keeping on wise words from mama kristen take note bitches like you Christian-y. just got to you just got to go with it you got to lean into the fuck up
2: oh you're so modern <laughs> cuz i call people by their christian name yep and you own it
0: yeah, just if you fuck up, just like keep keep on that track. Don't 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 look back. Don't apologize. Don't change course. Just right. keep going.
2: <laughs> His name is Will. What do you want? <laughs> and you, too, could totally fuck up your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. There have been bad things, though. Um. <laughs> so charlotte assures tessa that will is there at the institute and he didn't betray her which the way she said it is like like you don't have to be looking betrayed or whatever like the weight i'm like Mm -hmm. what the fuck like she's like will's like "Mm, how much can i get for the unconscious girl right (laughs) like what it would not be the first thing I'd be like, what'd you do to him? Cause like, I don't know you. Yeah. And he seemed- after
2: everything that happened to her brother too. Yeah. Right. Well,
0: and he seemed like he was like
2: down to get her out. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: D T G H O D T S down to save. Down to save. Love it. Um, Okay, so Will b- didn't betray her and turn her o- over to some new monster. She got knocked out, and he was worried about her. Oh. Sweet. Oh. He's, he's not even there, and he's making me swoon. <laughs> Must be a Herondale. So she goes on to explain that brother Enoch is basically the shadow hunter version of a doctor and he's diagnosed her head injury as minor, but Tessa's main issue is that she's in shock and has some serious anxiety. So she should probably sit down. Okay. How do I put this? Um, No shit. Sherlock. (laughs) Tessa's been held hostage and tortured for weeks. Now she wakes up in a strange place after a full-out battle with monsters and finds Skeletor standing over her. Bitch has reason to be sketched out and anxious. (laughs) Like, if anyone has an excuse, it's Tessa. (laughs) So Tessa's like, you're saying all this nice stuff with a nice voice, but I'm still locked in a room. So yes. pardon me for not fucking believing shit you say. <laughs> but she said it all proper and, yeah. you know, Christian. like a good girl. <laughs> Charlotte's like, whoa there, we've got the accords to think of. We're not allowed to trap down worlders anymore, anymore. So you're definitely free to go after you talk to me. Like, okay. And I 100% understand things from the Shadowhunter perspective. Like, we need to figure out what's going on with this girl. Like, obviously, the Dark Sisters were up to no good. They were doing something to this girl. Like, it's our duty to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But putting myself in Tessa's shoes, I'm surprised she didn't start throwing hands. Like, she would have been 100% justified. Like, such a weird situation. So finally, sensing that Brother Enoch might be the cause of Tessa's skittishness, (laughs) uh, Charlotte asks him to leave. But as we know, the silent brother aesthetic is creep. So (laughs) Enoch has to throw a Hail Mary as he leaves and speaks into Tessa's mind. And he says, you're an, is it Eidolon? I would say Eidolon,
1: but I don't know. Eidolon?
0: Okay. So you are Eidolon. Teresa Gray, shape changer, but not of a sort that is familiar to me. There is no demon's mark on you. So, this he's calling her an Edelon, which is a type of demon. Like, there's Edelon demons, right? That are the shape shifters. Right. But he's not calling her a demon, but he's like, so that must be the word that they use for shape changer. So, so. The direct translation is shape-changer demon. Hmm. Right? I don't know. That That's my best guess. Because if they call them Eidolon demons or Eidolon demons, whatever they're fucking called. Then if he's calling her that, like, he knows she's not a demon, right? Right. But he doesn't know what she is. He's, like, she's, like, human, but, like, not. Uh-huh. But, like. She's definitely not a demon. She has a soul, right? Right. Okay. So,
1: this is what Wikipedia says. Ooh, tell me. It says in ancient Greek literature, an Edelon or Edelons image, idol, double apparition, phantom, ghost is a spirit image of a living or dead person, a shade or phantom look alike of the human form. The concept of Helen of Troy's Edelon was explored both by Homer and Euripides. Euripides. Uh, however, where Homer uses the concept as a freestanding idea that gives Helen life after death, Euripides entangles it with the idea of cliss, one being the product of the other. So there you go. I don't know.
2: Oh, <laughs> that didn't says, answer wait, anything. In Clockwork,
1: <laughs> okay, it says in modern fiction, in Clockwork Angel by Cassandra Clare, Tessa, the main protagonist, is a 16-year-old girl. Um, Tessa is a sha- I'm cutting stuff out. Mm-hmm. Tessa is a shapeshifter, though not demon, and is told by a silent brother that she is an eidolon. Edolon. Hmm. Okay. Cutting out spoileries, obviously. Right. <clears throat> right. I almost just kept reading. Don't <laughs> don't do it. Don't Good job. do it. <laughs>
0: All right, so Enoch leaves and closes the door behind him, but Tessa knows that if she tries the door, she's go- it's going to be locked again, right? Like, there's some magic shit, and she's dealt with magic shit for the past, like, six fucking weeks with these psycho lady, demon ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> so she knows she knows the trick. And she's not feeling super stable on her feet with the apparent knowledge that she's traded one captor for another. So she does as Charlotte suggested and sits down. Tessa's is already feeling all sorts of weird by calling, calling Charlotte by her first name. And then she catches a glimpse of her marks. And her brain basically explodes at the idea of a woman having tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's good. So crazy. Like, you were so worried about calling her Charlotte. And then you're like, fuck, bitch got tattoos. Yeah. She's inked. So, unaware that Tessa's delicate sensibilities are being challenged by Charlotte's mere existence, she pushes on, cutting to the chase and explaining what she already knows about Tessa. One, Tessa is American. Two, she came here on a steamship from New York at her brother Na- Nathaniel's behest. Three, <laughs> Will found her at the Dark Sister's house where she had been held captive. Four, Someone called the Magister is coming for Tessa, but no one knows who he is. <laughs> and five, Tessa got her ass KO'd during the battle with the Dark Sisters, and the Shadow Hunters brought her to the Institute to help her, and she's done nothing but be a pain in the ass, and she woke up. <laughs> and now here we are. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what we know. <laughs> Things start clicking together, and Tessa begins to remember what happened at the Dark House and asks Mrs. Black who Charlotte confirmed... Oh, asks about Mrs. Black, who Charlotte confirms is extra, extra dead. However, (laughs) Mrs. Dark is in the wind, which is not comforting. The Shadowhunters search the house and surrounding area, but alas, no Nathaniel. They did, however, find Tessa's letters, and they read them. Tessa is naturally horrified, but Charlotte jumps in to assure her it wasn't personal. They just had to make sure she wasn't going to hulk out and try to kill everyone if they brought her into the Institute. (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. But of course, Tessa feels completely violated. And this reminds me of a time when um, I was up snowboarding with a big group of people and I dropped my phone <laughs> and someone found it and called the last person that I had called hoping that I was with them. And luckily I was because it was my brother, but I was still like somehow embarrassed that they looked through my phone. I had nothing to hide. I was like 18, 19 years old. Like I don't know. What did it matter if they looked in my phone? They were a stranger. I think they even left it at a desk, so I didn't even have to face them. But here it is like 15 years later, and I'm still worried about it. Well, and, and 15 years ago, your phone is not what your phone is now. That's Like your fair. phone
0: now is like your life, right? It yeah. has literally everything on it. But like it was probably your a razor, razor. Mm-hmm. They were, you're like, they charged 30 minutes of internet on my razor.
2: They sent four text messages. That was like 40 cents.
1: I had my phone stolen out of my purse at a church, <laughs> and um, the people took pictures of poop with it. Like they pooped on the toilet and took a picture with it. And it I was got a, a child because my friend's mom was a teacher at a different school, and they had my freaking phone in the class, and she knew it was mine because she saw the cover on it.
2: That's so, so what a coincidence at it. a different school. Wait.
1: Yep. When did this happen? Was it like, it was like 16,
0: 17? Crazy. It must have been when I was in Texas. I think so. Because I'm like, there's no way you wouldn't have told me about this.
1: Yeah. It, I had one of the, those Verizon camera phones. My dad was so mad at me. Yeah. How does, who the fuck,
2: kids, that's who the fuck, yeah. Never mind. Yep. Yep. Just using it in class two in front of the teacher.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Like, what an idiot. Yeah, well, they don't care yours. if it gets taken away. They didn't pay for it. Yeah crazy (laughs) Uh, so of course tessa is about to cry because she's freaking embarrassed and i'm sure it's just all overwhelming but charlotte gives her gives her the advice to look at a witch light to keep herself from crying and i don't know i thought that was for sneezing (laughs) have you guys ever i mean i couldn't not cry my chin would just be quivering if i looked into a bright light it would make me cry more yeah i think so
0: like it would would make make my my
1: eyes eyes
2: water water. you have to pretend like you're yawning Right. My eyes are watering, I'm yawning. Yeah, I got something in my eye. So- oh, well, finally, Tessa grabs her big girl panties. And she's like, well, I guess I'm not a threat then, huh? Basically, like, I'm still here, so you must trust me. And so, okay, a lot of this is a conversation with Charlotte and um, Tessa, so bear with me. So Charlotte tells her that um, she's more of a threat to herself than Shadowhunters. Um, no wonder the Dark Sisters wanted to keep... Um, wanted to keep her because of her powers and Tessa's like yeah I bet you feel the same way um I don't (laughs) I know you didn't allow me to stay here out of the kindness of your heart just a little brat like I don't know I just she went from being so respectful and like oh his Christian named all of a sudden she just like you know just anyway so Tessa could see that she offended Charlotte like it was really quick on Charlotte's face but she could tell that she did it and Charlotte is like whoa 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 Let me tell you a little bit about Nephilim, okay? We are a special race. Yeah, special. We're totally better than humans in, like, a few ways. We disguise ourselves with glamours, and we're really good at fighting demons. We're basically the human police. Instead of fighting crime, we fight evil. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she reminds Tessa about Will's investigation of the murder of the the young girl. And um, so someone using magic to murder... is it's it's under their jurisdiction, which I guess I didn't put together that someone used magic. Maybe I forgot. I thought she was stabbed, so I don't know how they knew it was magic. Anyway, Tessa points out that Will seems a little young to be a policeman, and Charlotte tells her that shadow hunters grow up quickly, and Will wasn't alone, Um, and so then um, she goes on to tell her, "Um, I'm gonna get ready, because this is... I have no idea what i said here i'm, I'm going read to read this,
1: this. I find it i'm gonna get ready
2: okay <laughs> no i really find this interesting so she's um charlotte says that's not all we do we safeguard the covenant law and uphold the accords the laws that govern peace among downworlders and i find it really interesting because i never really thought of shadow hunters that way like as police officers upholding the law i guess it's just because we had like jason v tang as our uh, references before mm-hmm. So I guess when there's not, like, a shitload of drama going on, yeah, that makes sense that that's what they would do in their everyday life. Um, So Charlotte explains um, what downworlders are and tells Tessa that Brother Enoch confirmed that she is one. They just don't know what kind. They think she's a warlock, but since she doesn't have any marks, they're not sure what to think of her. Um, But it seems that Tessa believes that both of her parents are human, so this is going to be a toughie. (laughs) And. Tessa's mama's like, got some spleen in yeah, you yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it was the milkman yep tessa's like uh why wouldn't they be human and they are charlotte at least is saved by the bell and a maid sophie enters the room bringing tea and i'm wondering if tess has gotten used to drinking tea although she's been a prisoner so maybe not it just is not something americans really do i don't even think back then in the 1800s yeah really? no they definitely yeah uh-huh. okay okay I guess. I mean,
0: I, just- I mean, I mean, there was the whole, like, Boston Tea Party thing.
2: Okay. That was,
0: like, a really big deal. Okay. Because they, they threw, like, a year's supply of tea for the entire country in the harbor. <laughs> it's, like, no millions of dollars in today's money <laughs> as a big,
2: fuck you yep. to England. <laughs> I thought it was because they didn't like it. We don't like this tea. Take it back. So, Charlotte introduces Tessa, um... To Sophie, (laughs) I wrote that really weird. Tessa, she introduces Tessa to Tessa. Charlotte introduces Tessa to Sophie, and Tessa notices the large scar across Sophie's entire face. Um, And Charlotte confirms with Sophie that she's getting a dress ready for Tessa. So then Charlotte goes back to their conversation, completely avoiding the human parents part, and <laughs> <laughs> she's just it's dodging and weaving. <laughs> and she tells Tessa that downworlders and shadow hunters are not enemies. She's like, "Look, girl, like we don't have anything against you. I how can I prove to you that we don't want to take advantage of you?" And so Tessa starts, and this is weird. Like she doesn't really answer her question. I don't know. So Tessa starts explaining that when she was first, um. Like, when all this first started and the Dark Sisters took her, she thought they were batshit crazy. But when Will rescued her and knew of the magic stuff and, like, knew sort of about what was going on, she was hopeful that someone, like, that he would be able to help her. But now she's worried um, about them not being able to help her because they don't know what she is to be able to help her. Charlotte explained that it can be difficult to take in a world, the world as it really is. Like, most humans never actually know the truth. They just go on believing that that demon is actually a dog or whatever. And um, she knows that Tessa is strong and she's already been through a lot. And so she tells um, Tessa, tells Charlotte that it was because she was fighting to keep her brother alive. And Charlotte asks about him and if Tessa thinks he's dead. And Sophie apparently was still in the room, like, mending this dress for Tessa. And she's like, Mrs. Branwell, like, how can you talk like that? And um, so she's, like, basically yelling at her for asking such a blunt question. And Charlotte is cool with her jumpy down her throat. She's like, she's my angel. It's fine. It's fine. She's good. You can question me. <laughs> so charlotte insists that um tessa stay in the institute and then until they can find her brother like just stay with us i insist we need to take care of you whatever so tessa tests the waters and she's like yeah sure you don't want to use my powers or anything and charlotte's like well (laughs) if you don't want to use them we won't make you but don't you like want to learn how to control it and tessa's like no pass (laughs) And Charlotte's like, okay, okay. I'm sure we can help you. You can help around here in other ways. So we'll still help you find your brother because we're cool like that. So Charlotte leaves and Sophie um, is going to help her get dressed for dinner. And Sophie is like a really, don't worry, like she's a really good person. She's a good heart. She just can be a little harsh sometimes. Like I pinky swear, Charlotte's cool. And um, so the dress Tessa is wearing is um, she had borrowed it from someone named Jessamine. Jessamine, right, is what we're saying? Jessamine Okay, we need to decide how we're going to say her name because
0: literally it's said a million – I've heard it a million different ways. Like, uh-huh. I feel like as with everything in Cassandra Clare novels, like, even even the audiobooks can't get them straight. Yeah. So, like – it's a free for all. You can say it yeah. however you want.
2: Okay, well, I'm the first one to say her name, so I'm going with Jessamine. Jessamine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she is, um, Jessamine is much smaller than Tessa and the dress is too. <laughs> so she's looking at herself in the mirror and Tessa notices that she looks older and not completely herself. Like she looks pale and I think she even said she looks gray, which is fitting since that's her last name. Anyway. Um, she starts thinking, like, is that really me in the mirror? And she starts having, like, a totally downworld or dish ladies pa- panic attack. <laughs> she's like, what if I changed into someone once and I didn't change all the way back? And, like, this isn't actually what I really look like.
1: Like, oh, that fucked <laughs> me up, dude. Yeah. No, no, I just got
0: goosebumps. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't like creepy. the thought of that at all.
1: So then
2: um, Sophie's like, girl, you look pale. Chill. Okay. Snap out of it. Um, so Tessa tells Sophie that it was nice of Jessamine to loan her the dress. And Sophie is like, this girl has never even worn this dress. Charlotte bought this for her and she didn't like it. So she threw it in the back of her closet and never wore it. She's a brat. (laughs) So they're finally done getting dressed. Like Robin said, Sophie helped her. So they leave the room and, um, Charlotte is standing outside. I don't know. I guess give her some privacy, but like why wait outside? Just help her get dressed or tell her she looks pretty. I don't know. It's weird. Just stay in the room. Anyway, so she goes out and her and um, Tessa and Charlotte are walking to dinner. And Charlotte tells Tessa that the Institute was built on um, the land of a burned down church. And it's helpful to be on consecrated ground, (laughs) you know, because of their job and all. And so she tells Tessa about the glamour on the Institute and that um, to Mondays, it looks like an empty patch of land. And I just think that's really funny because, like, I know it looks different, but what if a kid goes to, like, run in the patch of grass and they, like, run face first into a wall? (laughs) Like, oh, my dog's running! And they just go after it and they just boom right into a brick wall. (laughs) Anyway, so when they get to the dining hall, Tessa mentally notes that it's cray that it looks so ordinary and you would never know that Demon Slayers live there. It's just a totally ordinary large house dining room. (laughs)
1: Okay, well, Jesus. I'm imagining this dining area to be my middle-aged woman's wet dream. When Ludacris yes. asked, what's your fantasy? It's this, right here. <laughs> anyway, beautiful. there's this big 100%. Ass, beautiful table. It's set for five, but there's only two people at it at the moment. One was Will, and the other was a blonde girl about Tess's age in a low-necked gown. Jessamine, I'm assuming. Charlotte asks Will if he remembers Tessa, and he says, my, relec- my, my recollection of her is most vivid indeed. <laughs> By
2: the way,
0: do, could you imagine being 16 and having a guy say something like that
2: about you? You'd be like, <laughs> it is. You really think so? You remember
1: me? <laughs> it's because you embarrassed yourself. That's why. Yeah. That would be I'm gonna put a note in here. I'm way too into Victorian era fashion. So I'm going to note that Will is dressed in trousers with a gray jacket with a black velvet collar. Only time anyone should ever be wearing velvet. Anyway, <sighs> Charlotte then introduces her to Jessamine Lovelace, but also calls her Jessie, which I'm assuming that's probably not a wanted nickname, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway, Jessamine doesn't seem to really care that Tess is there but makes the standard pleased to meet your acquaintance remarks. And Tessa describes her as ridiculously pretty with silvery fair hair, soft brown eyes, and a creamy complexion. She calls her like an English rose. She's dressed in a very bright blue dress with rings on almost every finger. And Tessa can't find any of the rune markings on her, which must mean that she doesn't have the voyance rune, or she's Mm -hmm. wearing makeup to cover it up. Uh, Obviously we don't know at this point, but right. So, Will straight up, like, mean mugs Jessamine, then asks Charlotte where her husband is, and she responds that she sent <laughs> Thomas to get him from his workroom. And then um, Will asks about Jim, and Charlotte lets him know that he is unwell and having one of his days. And Jessamine's like, he's always having one of his days, and I just want to know, why the f*** do you care? How is him not yep. eating dinner at the table affecting you at all? Don't be rude yeah jessamine
0: you are always having a day where you're a bitch so what fuck off what
1: so (laughs) what this was going to ask who this mysterious gem person was when sophie and this middle-aged gray-haired woman which i think is offensive comes in (laughs) 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 robin feels personally attacked i feel personally attacked And Tessa's like, yes, give me all the carbs. I'm so hungry, which is probably Preach. the equivalent of me sitting down to sushi. Oh, yes. Anyway, this Jessamine girl's like, whoa, I didn't think I'd ever seen a warlock eat before. You probably don't have to diet, but you can just magic yourself slender. And Will's like, whoa there, Nellie. We don't know for certain <laughs> that she's a warlock, Jessie. And then this bitch actually asked Tessa, "Quote: Is it dreadful being so evil? Are you worried you'll go to hell? What do you think the devil's like?" God, she's dumb. And then our glorious Tessa, without skipping a beat, as Kristen would say, <laughs> sets her fork down, which, like in my mind, she's like slamming her hands down on the table and pushing her chair back. But the subtle she's fork dainty. drop is baller as hell. So, like, we'll go with that, dude. Right, <laughs> real. And so she asked Jessamine, like, would you like to meet him? Which I wish she would just stop there, but she doesn't. She's like, I'll be happy to summon him up being a warlock and all. And Will, of course, crazy all this is so new, but she's so quick to jump into that. It's great. So Will's like laughing, and then Jessamine has the audacity to tell Tessa she's being rude. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Who are you? Anyway enter henry stage left (laughs) and the scene is stopped by charlotte standing up and yelping his name because his arm is legitimately on fire (laughs) and i find this whole like the exchange was kind of a little dragged out but it was needed it was a little yeah (laughs) because like it just shows how he is anyway Uh so henry doesn't notice and he's like charlotte darling i'm sorry i'm late you think um you think i know i'm okay you know, I think I might have the sensor working. And Will interrupts, and he's like, dude, Henry, you're on fire. You know that, don't you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, for sure, dog. been working <laughs> like a man possessed all day. Charlotte, did you hear me? You know, the sensor? And then Charlotte's like, bro, your arm. And then he goes, bloody hell. And he immediately, like... Will gets up and like douses him in water by a vase. And now he's like drenched and sopping. And Cassandra Claire has this thing with people in wet clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on about how like this means that his newly developed flame retardant material works because he must have been on fire for like 10 minutes. And then he's like, maybe he should set his other sleeve on fire? And Charlotte's like, dude, no. I will divorce you. Tina, eat your food. <laughs> eat the ham. So Henry sits down and he's like, Hey, looks at Tessa. I know you. You bit me. (laughs) You bit me, Charlie.
0: This exchange, this Mm. introduction to a character is the best introduction, dare I say, Cassandra Clare has ever done for a character. I love it. This is perfection. You know exactly who he is and what he's about, and you love him already. You're like, You are the most charming.
2: I love you. I yep. love it. Absolutely.
1: As I said, it was a little drawn out, but it was necessary. We needed it. Yes. I love so, it. So we'll ask Tessa, we'll ask if Tessa has been questioned about the Pandemonium Club. And um, she's like, hey, I know that name. It was printed on the Dark Sisters carriage. <laughs> and Charlotte's like, yes, it's an old organization of mundane. who so enter the magical arts. They get together and try to do spells or summon demons or spirits. And Jessamine's like, speaks her disapproval about them wearing robes and setting fires, saying it's ridiculous. And Will's, like, oh, honey bun, they do more than that. They're more powerful <laughs> than you give them credit for. There's a lot of rich and important mundanes in the guild, kind of like the Illuminati, maybe? I don't know. Mm. Anyway. I think it's like the OG Illuminati. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So is all, um, that's just all the more reason that I think it's ridiculous. They have money and power. What are they farting around with magic for? <laughs> that's a quote from the book. It's She's mixed. so annoying. <laughs> and Charlotte's like, bro, good question. They're messing with shit. They don't understand. And I like, you're gonna die. <laughs> So Will tells them about finding the Oberus, Oberus, Ubarapi, the two <laughs> snakes eating each other on the knife in the alley and how it led them to the pandemonium club and um, the members that were there are who directed him to the dark sisters. Apparently it's like their symbol. The dark sisters were in charge of the secret gambling dens that existed to lure mundane's trick them into losing all their money in magical games. And then when they fell into debt, the Dark Sisters would extort the money back to ru- at ruinous rates. And they also ran other businesses, like the house that Tessa was kept at was apparently a downward or brothel that catered to mundane's with unusual taste. And they like mold? Like, well, this is not dinner talk. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessamine's like, oh, no wonder you wanted to go there, Will. But he just ignores her and instead stares at Tessa. And I just imagine he's just like, did I offend uh-huh. you? Mm-hmm. Eyebrow raised. Like,
0: almost daring her to be offended exactly. by his, like, yeah.
1: So, like, her cheeks are flushing, but um, Tessa's like, nah, I'm not offended. But I don't see how it could have been a place like that. No one ever came or went, other than the coachman and the maid. I never saw anyone else. And Will's like, you're probably right. Like, I bet it was deserted by the time. Like, it was deserted by the time he had arrived, and they must have decided to suspend that portion of their business, probably to keep her isolated. Will then asks Charlotte if he thinks that Nate might have the same abilities as Tessa. And Tessa's like, whoa, Nate never showed any signs of such things, but I guess neither did I until the Dark Sisters made me harness my power for darkness. And (laughs) then asks, like, what's your power anyway? And Charlotte won't tell me. But um, <laughs> she thinks that Tessa doesn't actually have one and that she's making the whole thing up because she's a snake and knows that they'll have to treat her nicely because of the accords. Oh, and my God. just like, time out. Like, what is it? Hold on, time out. Yeah. How <laughs> do I not remember this vividly? Like, I mean, I feel like Ooh. Jessamine was always a character I didn't like initially. But, like, wow, I don't remember all this shade.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, I I agree. Really
1: liking her at Mm -hmm. first, but like not like this. Yeah, she's just really so fast.
0: I don't know. Probably she's
1: really starting out. Like, yeah, she's she's putting on the most Mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. (laughs) So Tessa holds in the rage, good for her, but doubt starts creeping in, and she starts wondering if everyone is thinking what Jessamine is. But she was the only one with enough like oomph to say something, and Will breaks the silence. Huh?
0: I said fair enough. Jessamine is a bitch, but she's not saying anything that the others haven't probably thought about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. I mean, Charlotte kind of admitted it. She was like, We had to like read your letters to make sure that you weren't trying to fuck us over, basically. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, I get it. it doesn't At least make they it believe right, her.
2: I mean, but- one of the brothers confirmed she is something, obviously. Like, mm, fuck you, right. Jessamine.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get out of here get out of town but i guess she doesn't know that because it just happened but whatever that's fair charlotte won't say anything i don't know anyway will um will's like he breaks the silence because it's like awkward and he tells tessa that she can keep a secret if she wants to but to keep in mind that secrets have their own weight and it can be a heavy one like who are you swoony mick (laughs) swoonerson anyway tessa's like no it's cool But it'd be easier if I just showed you rather than told you about it. And Henry's like instantly hyped. And he's like, goody, I love a good tutorial. Can I get you anything? A spirit lamp, perhaps? And Charlotte is like, dear, it's not a a seance. Tessa, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. But Tessa keeps on and says that she does require something. She turns to Jessamine, something of yours, a ring or a handkerchief. And Jessamine's like, wow, sounds like your power is pickpocketing. <laughs> Will's like, dude, no. just give her a ring. You have enough of them. Jessamine <gasps> mm. is like, you do it then. Sorry, I said that weird. Jessamine's like, okay, like if it's not like a big deal, you do it then. And Tessa's like, no, it has to be yours, because I don't want to have a wiener. wiener, huh? She says it has to be Jessamine's because she
2: doesn't want to turn into a guy with a wiener, right? Could you imagine what that would do to her dress? <laughs>
1: That's what she's thinking. She would like 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 a buff shadow hunter
2: in a
0: corset and like a a silk gown. (laughs) Oh god,
1: that's That's great. Like if she turned into Charlotte, like the dress would legit like just fall off of her, (laughs) right? And
2: this is Jessamine's dress. That's a really good point. Yeah, like
1: she's like it has to be her since it's whatever. So then she thinks like maybe since it is Jessamine's dress, she doesn't need anything like she because she already has something of hers right Um, but at the same time jessamine never wore it so like you know she's not sure and she doesn't want this like to be a flop so whatever reluctantly jessamine like gives her the ring and saying that says saying that it better be worth all the trouble so tessa puts the ring into the palm of her hand is like watch this bitch (laughs) so she doesn't say it like that anyway i'm going to read from the book because i was trying to paraphrase and i couldn't so this is what we're doing oh it will be unsmiling tessa put the ring in the palm of her hand and closed her fingers around it then she shut her eyes it was always the same nothing at first then the flicker of something at the back of her mind like someone lighting a candle in a dark room she groped her way toward it as the dark sisters had taught her it was hard to strip away the fear and the shyness but she had done it enough times now to know what to expect the reaching forward to touch the light at the center of the darkness the sense of light and enveloping warmth, as if she were drawing a blanket, something thick and heavy around herself, covering every layer of her own skin, and then the light blazing up and surrounding her. And she was inside it, inside someone else's skin, inside their mind. Jessamine's mind. Dun dun dun. It's crazy. <laughs> so basically, Jessamine is like she's in her mind, and I don't think she gets to like dig around a lot, but she's feeling like Resentment, bitter hatred, and anger, and like a longing for something. Those are like her intense feelings she's getting. And Tessa knew that she changed because her skin was zinging and her hair fell out from the pins that it was in because, you know. This is a wild ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa has very thick hair, apparently. Oh, that's right. Mm hmm. So everyone is staring at her like, what the hell is going on? And (laughs) Jessamine's looking at her in horror, like her hand is covering her mouth. And Tessa felt guilty like for a minute. She's like, Oh my god, like I should not have done this. Until Jessamine blurts out, Goodness, my nose is enormous. Why didn't anyone tell me? Fucking (laughs) Like,
2: what am I gonna do? Walk up to you one day and be like, Hey girl, your nose is big.
1: Dude. Bye.
0: In Victorian days, like you can't do anything about it. You can't uh-huh. call like the, whatever the surgeon is. And... Yep. Yep. Who's the Who's the TV plastic surgeon for like Holly? What's
1: that on like TLC? I just know the Doctor Pimple Popper. Nip Tuck. The Ooh. only thing I can think of. But that's not it.
2: Listen, I read this thing today that I thought was really nice, and it said, "If you can't, if." Don't tell someone something about them that they need to fix unless they can fix it within 30 seconds. If they have spinach in their teeth or whatever. But after that, like, let it go. They Mm -hmm. can't change if there's a hole in their shirt. They can't change if their ears are big or whatever. And I just thought that was so amazing. I'm going to pass that down to my kids. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I read it, but it was nice. Truth. Unless they have a period stain on their butt. Yep.
0: That you have to tell them immediately. And And then you have to help them. Rectify the situation, or at least cover it. It's up. girl code. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It should also be boy code, by the way. Yeah, should be. It should be a non-gendered thing. Yep. Everyone should help.
2: That is a that is a human in need. That is definitely the most embarrassing thing ever, <laughs> for I'm sure. <laughs> oh <my laughs> wow, well, we got a good sense of a lot of people this chapter.
1: Yeah, we did. That's how it end? A big old cliffhanger
2: about a nose.
1: <laughs> okay, so make sure that you've read chapter four. We are shadows for next week's episode. Ooh. Okay, for behind the scenes content and the latest
2: updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.